Welcome in Corbett's Corner. We've got our guy Ricky Larson, Lucky Shots Media, back with us to get all the fantasy football advice. Want to do a little bit more structured type of show here as we'll kind of just run through each game and just kind of talk about we've obviously got the guys you're must starting. We could just run through those, obviously, but some of the tougher decisions and some of the murkier kind of pictures. And we just talked about it, Ricky, one of the crazier, the craziest NFL trade deadline we've seen blockbuster names going uh, changing zip codes and obviously a lot of fantasy football implications for places they've left places they're going. Oh yeah. Uh, you know, sitting here with the, the two biggest offensive, uh, trades yesterday sitting with TJ Hawkinson, Chase Claypool Hawkinson. I think it's a better spot for him than in Detroit. Uh, I know that in Detroit, he had a lot of success this year. Not so much though. Uh, going into an offense that likes to throw the ball, we could say. And uh, I think, you know, you had kind of mentioned on my show something about Adam Thielen. I think he's already his ship's already sailed. Uh, so I don't think he's going to affect much of this offense. I think any targets he may have been getting will now go to Hawkinson. Uh, does it bring down Justin Jefferson? I don't think so. But – there is a possibility that we see Jefferson drop down from monster games to not pedestrian, but like still high end lower yep. games. Uh, so I, I really like that Claypool with the bears. Eh, you know, it's, eh. it's not because even like we look at the bears and Justin Fields has been finally kind of scoring fantasy yep. wise, but it's all been on the ground. He's had maybe 150 passing yards. It's just I don't necessarily think it's going to be anything fantastic for Claypool. It could be. Maybe the Bears start throwing for 250 a game at least, and Claypool is a part of that. Uh, but what I am more looking at with the Claypool trade is how does this affect Pittsburgh now? Like, what? Yeah. who's going to be the guy? I know Claypool wasn't the guy, but still somebody they were creative with trying to get the ball to. So now who kind of takes over that role? Where do the – you know, five targets a game that he was getting go. Uh, I really think George Pickens stock grows here. Um, just the guy's an animal and hopefully, hopefully it helps him. Uh, you got before the trade deadline, the 49ers went out and got Christian McCaffrey. Uh, that paid off last week. Yeah. Uh, he, he was involved everywhere, had 40.26 fantasy points. And normally when you see like two decimal points, you're like how, how the hell did he do that? Well, he threw a 34-yard touchdown along with catching a touchdown and running for a touchdown. So uh, with the 49ers, I think he's a hell of a lot more dangerous than he's ever been as long as he can stay healthy because he's yep. in the land of where running backs go to the IR. And Fragile. he's not a guy that is a – yeah, he's not a durable guy. So. Yeah, no, I like it. I, I like the story, too. I'm not a Shanahan guy, but he literally, I think, was asked his coaches. He goes, hey, can McCaffrey throw? And someone, like, texted him a video of him throwing from 2016. And, of course, all right, Shanahan pulls it out, and it works perfectly in the regular season. Let's pump the brakes. Uh, the only thing on the TJ Hawkinson is the uh, Vikings have seemed to not figure out what the tight end position could do for them. Um, so yeah. I'm eager to see – uh, what can happen and kind of two is like okay it's the first week like do you roll the dice and start Hawkinson this week you said it McCaffrey less than expected in his first week with the 49ers that's because you know it's McCaffrey and they just 
send him out there to run flat routes and it worked out fine. But then we saw the full capability of what he could do. What about Hawkinson this week versus the next? Uh, You know, anytime you have a trade like this, you typically want to wait a week. You know, the guy's got to come in. He's got to get acclimated. He has to figure out what the playbook is. They have Mm -hmm. to work him into that game plan. Uh, You know, probably a slow week this week. Um, You know, I, I'm, projecting he's probably still going to do all right and be you know tight end relevant uh for fantasy which just means about 10 points uh as long as your tight end's getting 10 points you can be happy with it so uh i think it'll be a lower end game but i think after the first week getting acclimated going throughout the rest of the season he's going to start getting progressively better and better and be a guy that you're not worried about going in week in week out Excited to see uh, Vikings six and one Minneapolis is uh, going crazy. So is this team as we get into the games here, Eagles, Texans, it's Thursday night football. You're starting hurts. Uh, you're starting Damian Pierce. You're starting a AJ Brown. Uh, yeah. Devontae Smith. I was a little disappointed with this game last week. And uh, is that something I should be worried about? Or is this a total bounce back spot? Uh, you know, I'm hoping it is because he has to be in my lineup this week. There's no way around it for me. Uh, the only other option would be Brandon Cooks in the same matchup. Hmm. Uh, I, I still think Devontae Smith is fine. Uh, he's, he's a guy you have to just curb your expectations with. Yeah. You need to expect anywhere from 10 to 12 points. And when he goes over that, you're going to be happy because with, like we saw last week with A.J. Brown, it could just be A.J. Brown. Three touchdowns for him. So, uh, you know, Devontae Smith, he's a very talented uh, young athlete. Very good. But as as long as you curb your expectations and you just expect 10 to 12 in somewhere in a flex spot, you're going to be happy with what he gives you because he'll probably get over that. Would you rather start Miles Sanders or Devonta Smith? Miles Sanders. Uh, Miles Sanders is somebody I actually like in this matchup. Yeah. Uh, looking at my show that I did yesterday, uh, Miles Sanders is actually in my start list because Houston, they're 32nd against the fantasy running back position. They give Dream up a matchup. Yeah, they give up a bunch of points. In just the last two weeks, they've given up 72.3 fantasy points to the running back position. That's just two weeks. There's some teams who haven't even given that the whole season. So uh, in just two weeks, you know, it's been two really tough matchups for the Texans, but Miles Sanders is a guy too that you didn't expect much out of him this year. And he's kind of overperformed what you even expected. So I think Mm -hmm. this is a great matchup for him. Uh, He's definitely one of my starts for this week. Are we totally out on Brandon Cooks? Uh, You know, it it was a kind of a prove-it game this last week. He's underperformed again. It's been kind of a career down year. And now this is obviously a tough matchup. I was really hoping he'd somebody that would move yesterday. Yeah. Uh, I was really open because there's teams that need wide receivers. The Packers, for example, God, I would have loved for him to go to the Packers, Yeah, but uh, you know, you just kind of need to expect what he's done all year because I don't see that really changing. Uh, from may, maybe gets up to 15 because they're going to have to be throwing. But it's a tough, tough Philly defense. He hasn't performed huge all year. So 
I'd say anywhere from 10 to 12 for him. Yeah. Uh, maybe the ceiling of 15, but that's, that's really pushing it. And there's almost more bust potential than boom with him at this point. Yeah. Um, all right. Colts, Patriots, Naeem Hines gone. Uh, Jonathan Taylor is disappointed, but you're obviously going to throw him into your lineup. Ramondre's a start. Michael Pittman Jr. is a start, but we talked about this. The Colts receiving core, we kind of wanted to wait and see. And did we learn anything? Uh, you know, Alec Pierce, Paris Campbell, I assume both these guys are on the bench this week. Yeah, uh, those two, you, you can't trust that. Uh, you I, With Sam Ellinger, I don't even know if you can trust Michael Pittman. I mean, they, I was talking about it with a colleague yesterday. The NFL right now, you've got a few teams where you're like, okay, we know what they're about, but we have so many teams in the NFL this year where you're still sitting here halfway through the year and you're like, I don't know what the hell to think of these teams or any of the players on them. And the Colts are one of those teams that, especially now that they've switched quarterbacks, I just, I don't know what to expect, uh, you know, every week because I have Jonathan Taylor, I expect to be disappointed. Uh, luckily <laughs> yeah. last week I made the decision to put in Tony Pollard instead of, uh, Jonathan Taylor and that paid off for me, Boom. but, uh, it's, do you, do you understand how hard it is to put your number one pick <laughs> when you were number one in the draft and you went Jonathan Taylor, you know how hard it is to put him on the bench. Uh, yeah. But it worked out, and that's kind of where we're sitting with Jonathan Taylor. You know, on the other side, you got New England, who you expected to be halfway decent. Mm-hmm. They've been halfway decent, but they've had games where they just totally lay an egg, and it's hard to figure out what to expect from them. You know, Ramondre Stevenson for a couple of weeks, booming, and you were just like, yes, this guy can start him all year, no problem. I haven't really heard much of them in the past few weeks. So it's two teams where you just, you don't know what to just sit there and expect from either, either side. Stevenson's been quieter, but I will say it's been a lot of garbage time. And that's what I love about the Patriots is like, I foresee this as they are just going to hand the ball to Ramondre. Now Harris is a little bit riskier. I don't know if you could bank on starting him. He's kind of more of a single digit guy. Yeah, um, he's he's sitting on my bench, and I decided to go get uh, a couple guys off waivers, like Tyler yeah. Algier, instead oh, yeah. of trying to play uh, Harris this week. Uh, Jacoby Myers had another one of those games, but it, the I, the only guy I feel like I could trust on the Patriots week in, week out, surprisingly, for the last five years, is Ramondre Stevenson. And uh, he'll probably lay a goose egg for me this week. Um, but it, Myers against the Colts, that might be a tough call. Uh. We are in, and this is something else we got to keep in mind. We are in the thick of bye weeks as well. Six so, teams on bye this week. Yeah, if you're sitting with Amari Cooper, if you're sitting with C.D. Lamb, if you're sitting with George Pickens or uh, Deontay Johnson, if you're sitting with Debo or Brandon Ayuk, these are guys you're going to have to replace this week. So, you know, uh, Myers. I don't hate it if you have to play him because there is that potential there. And what other, most teams, what other options do you have? Mm-hmm. If Myers is sitting on your bench and you have one of these guys, right? Uh, it's kind of where I'm sitting with Brandon cooks. I'm not <laughs> yeah. expecting a lot, but there's potential for it to be something. 
Uh, we touched on the Vikings quite a bit. You're starting Jay Jettas. You're starting Cook. Uh, let's see. Uh, you've got Terry McLaurin, I think, with Heineke in there as a start. you got to throw him in there, obviously. Um, you know, tread lightly with Thielen, tread lightly with Hawkinson. But if you got to do it, you got to do it, especially at that tight end position. Talk about the commander's backfield as Gibson has almost resurged and grabbed the the, the horns, right? Because what yeah. do you do with Brian Robinson? Uh, Brian Robinson was a guy that I was able to draft super late and just stick on my bench after he got shot. <clears throat> Coming back, uh, you know, looked like what they said in the preseason was what was going to happen. He started to trend up and then, Oh, well, actually Antonio Gibson still a thing. <laughs> right. I, it sucks, man. I was so excited about Brian Robinson and it's just turned into, you can't trust either one of the people in the backfield because like yeah. years past, it's been Antonio Gibson and JD McKissick. McKissick has bigger games than Gibson most of the time, <laughs> but he also has games where he doesn't do anything. So, yep. Honestly, who's going to be the guy that scores the touchdown this week? That'll be hindsight's 2020, but that'll be the guy who you would have wanted to start this week. Right. Chargers, Falcons, uh, true or false? The only Falcon you are thinking about starting is Tyler Algier. Eh, yeah. I it's either mean, him or Pitts, right? You, you could possibly think about rolling Pitts just because – it's the typical fantasy tight end room of if you don't have the top few guys, you're just hoping for 10 points. And Pitts is a guy that possibly could give you 10 this week. Um, just based on last week, he finally got a touchdown. He's right. Every once in a while, they remember that they have him and he gets some fantasy points. Uh, not sure why they don't go to him more. They He's, barely throw it. It seems, I mean, they have Mariota, but yeah. And, Mariota, you know, he's been a decent fantasy look as well. If you're because he can run quarterbacks, yeah. I mean, he's been a guy who, you know, I do heroes, villains, and good Samaritans uh, on my fantasy show, mm -hmm. and he's a guy that I've talked about quite a few times in the good Samaritans category. Of you didn't expect much, and he overperformed what you thought, somewhere in the twenty point range. So uh, he's not a bad stream option either. But yeah, I think it's going to be a, I'm hoping it's going to be a huge game for Algier. Uh, because the Chargers can't stop anything on the ground. They are yep. currently second to last against fantasy running backs. So big week for him is what I'm hoping. Any worry about Herbert with all the weapons dropping like flies? We don't know what we're going to do if Keenan Allen will ever return and be the guy that he is. Uh, obviously, you're starting Eckler. I think it's going to be an absolutely monstrous game for him. And I could see a point where the Chargers are chasing points, um, but I'm a, a great matchup on paper. I'm just a little worried about Herbert with the lack of weapons and his O-line just being an absolute mess. Yeah, this is just where you've got to count on Herbert being Herbert. You know, it's we even look at any time at any point this year. He's been able to still get it done throwing to everybody. Yeah. And you've got guys like Gerald Everett, who I think it'll be a decent week for him this week. Uh, you got Joshua Palmer, who sometimes gets involved. Uh, Eckler, I think, is going to lead the team in receiving this week. Uh, you know, if you do get Keenan Allen, that'll help. But I think uh, you just got to trust that Herbert is that guy and he'll find a way to get it done. Um, but, you know, set your expectations low. If if your expectations are low, you can't get 
that disappointed. So uh, if you if you get you over twenty, you're going to be okay with that this week. I'm three and five in my uh, deepest league, and I I need it. I need it. Had yeah. him off the bye last week. My lineups just I'm piecing it together. It's just a rag doll. I am piecing my lineup together week by week. That's how I've felt so far this year. But uh, we're currently sitting at two and six, three and five, and we're starting to make a comeback. So <laughs> you just got to stick with it. Yep, yep, of course. And the waiver wire priority always uh, keeps you in it. Uh, Dolphins, Bears, you're starting Waddle, you're starting Hill, and you're loving every absolute second of it. Tua absolutely banged this past week. Justin Fields trending in the right direction. Uh, Shallower leagues, you're going to pick him up this week. He's going to be the top waiver ad. It probably already was as it's cleared. Uh, If he's available, go get him. Should be a great matchup. Uh, we talked about Claypool, you know, what are we going to get? Fields has been doing a lot of his stuff on the ground. Here's, I almost, so the injury report for Raheem Mostert made me throw him in the bench and then he was clear and I started him and I would have been better off what I, with what I had originally. And I'm thinking about it again this week, but Chase Edmonds gets traded, but then the Dolphins just traded for Jeff Wilson Jr., right? Um, give me your thoughts on this game and would you even, is it a conversation of would you start Herbert over uh, Mostert? Mm. probably not but i'm thinking about it yeah you know because we're talking about khalil herbert yes um yeah we talked about him a little earlier uh today he's he's a guy that obviously is the better back in that backfield just doesn't get the love from the coaching staff the play calling mostert is a guy that broke my heart uh two years in a row. So I, I just hate him now. Yeah. Uh, and the only thing is I, th- I think in my brain, I see the dolphins being up at some point, but I also expected that. What was it? Two weeks ago when they scored two touchdowns right out of the gate and then it was a close game. So I think it just depends on the game plan. If this stays close, I think uh, you can, you can count on Mostert. but if it does get to be more of a, wider margin i think you go herbert here yeah no kidding because you know Mostert's not exactly a threat in the run game uh or excuse me in the pass game rather um panthers Bengals should be pretty easy i mean obviously just because of volume we're going to be starting obviously higgins and boyd mixon's going to get you his usual numbers although you might uh get it the hard way burrow panthers here's what's interesting dj moore is having a resurgence which is nice i think you can confidently start him even though it was the hail mary that kind of got him those numbers um, Deontay Foreman absolutely pops as Hubbard was out. Wonder what's going to happen with Hubbard here. Any worry if he's back that maybe Foreman doesn't get as much? Uh, I, it is the NFL and coaching staffs are very dumb. Yeah. Uh, but I think if you look at the last two weeks, Foreman has been a stud. Mm-hmm. Why would you go away from that? Yep. That being said, Carolina will probably go away from that because that's just how coaching staffs are in the NFL. But uh, if you've got a guy like Foreman, it's kind of a tougher matchup. Cincinnati's pretty decent against running backs, but he's a guy that you got to plug into your lineup. You, you yeah. can't ignore the fact that for two weeks he has been good and just solid good, not anything crazy and fantastic. Yeah, he's had three had three touchdowns. What was it last week or the week yep. before? Um, he he's very involved in the run game, and he's a very I'm going to say it. He's a very good running back. Yeah. Uh, and I, I think it's a favorable matchup. You got to, I think you got to start him. Um, 
I would even venture to say he might have a better game than Mixon. Yeah, no, I think that could be very possible. Uh, he should. He could score in bunches. Pa- Packers-Lions might be a mess. Uh, this It should be a good fantasy game, but where do you go? The total's at 49.5, so they're expecting a shootout. We talked about the Lions, uh, you know, as a defense, haven't gotten anyone less than 24 points, so there's points to be had, but the Packers have certainly pushed that envelope uh, as not being a great offense. What's your read on this game? Um, hot take. It's the Green Bay Packers, so it's not going to be a shootout. It's yes. going to be a low-scoring game, and honestly, I'm okay with not starting a single soul from this game. <laughs> yeah, That's literally that? where I'm sitting. Uh, you know, you possibly could start Aaron Jones. He's a decent start. You possibly could start Amon Ross St. Brown, but I don't see a lot of offense really popping off in this game. You got Green Bay, who can't move the ball. You've got Detroit, who uh, sometimes they move the ball, but it's Green Bay. Their defense is pretty all right. <clears throat> if you're going to start anybody, it's got to be St. Brown and uh, yeah. Aaron Jones, but I'd be okay not starting anybody. Yeah, seriously. And for deeper, like Reynolds hasn't paid off. I think he's probably relegated to the bench. You never know what his status is week in, week out. Um, Yeah, it's a tough one. I mean, what's going on with Swift and the backfield in Detroit? Just more health or a little bit more of a, hey, he's not exactly the guy inside 10 anymore. You know, I've got to, (laughs) I just said I wouldn't start anybody, but I have to start DeAndre Swift this week. So (laughs) I'm hoping because, you know, he was out for two weeks before the bye. Then mm-hmm. obviously they had the bye. Then he was out the week after. Last week was kind of his first week back. Going to be slow uh, in your first week back most of the time coming back from injury. So hopefully this is a week where, like I said, I hope it's close and he gets a lot of touches either in the run game, maybe some catches. Um, so I'm hopeful, but I'm not in my rational brain. I'm not expecting all. Bills Jets, uh, huge spread here, even though it is at MetLife Stadium. Uh, Josh Allen, no brainer. Diggs, uh, moving through. I mean, the Jets are interesting because you got Carter. You're specifically buying low or liking James Robinson as that backfield continues to get murkier. Yeah. I mean, like I talk about James Robinson all the time, I am a James Robinson guy. And, you know, if we look at this backfield, Reese Hall finally popped off and the Jets, what were they successful doing? Running the football. This is a game where I I, I don't necessarily like them for this game because I think they're going to be down by a lot, but it is an interesting game. And I, I think James Robinson, maybe not this week, but going forward could definitely help the Jets get back <laughs> to the game plan they like and be that guy. Um, yeah. You know, it. this you like to talk about trap games. This possibly could be one of those because let's be honest, the Jets, they've impressed over what we've expected. So um, could be could be more than meets the eye here. And, you know, maybe they catch the Bills sleeping at least for the first half and get some fantasy points there. I kind of like the line, as you said, and there was that game like last year where the Bills were, you know, double-digit favorites and just randomly lost in Jacksonville. Um, yeah. So let's go to Jacksonville. We've got the Jaguars returning from London. Um, Travis Etienne season. He's absolutely eating. <laughs> what what do people do with Devontae Adams? They chalk that up to the illness. Uh, Raiders are an absolute mess right now. 
Uh, I don't think you can rely on Chris Kirk anymore unless you're in a deeper league and have to start him. Uh, I think that's about it. What's your read here in uh, down in Saxonville? I, I don't think you need to worry about Devontae Adams. If you look at the resume from this season, it hasn't been you know the games that you got from him in Green Bay, but he's still doing all right. Last week was the one outlier of bad games because I was like, I was looking for my sit candidates and I was like, oh, maybe Devontae Adams because he had a bad week. And then I look at the rest of the weeks. I'm like, shit, he's just fine. I, yeah, yeah, There's no reason to be that worried about him. I think he still gets his in this game. Uh, Josh Jacobs, I'm hoping he gets back onto that 30 point uh, run that he had for yeah. three weeks because that definitely helped out uh, this, this starting to come back stuff. Yeah. Uh, so really hoping he's got a decent game in him. I don't need 30 points, but somewhere in the twenties would be nice. Um, and then, you know, ETN, we just saw him last week run for a hundred and what was it? 156 yards. First time he's had the backfield by himself. Kind of like that. And the Raiders, they're not all that great of a defense. So yeah. it could be a smash play there. I think you can still start Trevor Lawrence too here. Uh, talking about streaming quarterbacks. Sure. It's, he hasn't been fantastic, but this is a favorable matchup. I don't know who he's going to throw the ball to. Uh, you like Evan Ingram in this game. So yeah, possibly that could be one of the main targets. But, uh, you know, for all the money Jacksonville spent on wide receivers, not a lot of it's panned out for uh, for fantasy besides the first couple of weeks. No, he's certainly been trending down uh, in the wrong direction. Zay Jones, I threw into my DFS on uh, the Lucky Bet Show with Ricky Larson, which you should check out on YouTube and wherever you get your podcast. Cardinal Seahawks, Rondale Moore finally had a game, but it was in a losing effort for me fantasy-wise and for <laughs> the Cardinals, right? Is he? Can you bank on him going forward here? The Seahawks have been strangely tough. Uh, you know, the Seahawks have been strangely a great team as they're in a class of the NFC West. Yeah. Um, Rondale Moore, he's a guy that I just, I've not been sold on and he hasn't given me a reason to be sold on him. Uh, you know, he'll have a game here and there where it's a decent amount of points and then he just yeah. doesn't stay even consistent, he stays consistently low, but that's not the kind of consistency you want. So, uh, until he puts together like maybe three games of just a solid, like maybe 10 to 15, yeah. I'm not going to trust it. Um, the The only things I like out of this game are Geno Smith, mm -hmm. Kenneth Walker, maybe DK Metcalf, because if Geno's going to have a good game, he's going to have to throw to somebody. Um, and, you know, on the other side, I'm not super sold on Kyler being all that great this week, but probably still a top 10 performance. Uh, but you got to start D-Hop, 22 yep. catches in his first two weeks back. MVP. And then uh, – Let's let's go with Zach Ertz as well, because uh, if if we look here, I actually really like Zach Ertz. Uh, Seattle, they give up 15 points a game to the tight end position. So yeah. why not Zach Ertz? You know, he's been wildly consistent. Uh, he's a tight end three so far this year. and It's a favorable matchup against uh, Seattle. I like it. I like it. Rams, Bucks, uh, the playoff hangovers in full effect for these guys. Should be uh, 42 and a half for the total. Maybe this is just going to be an awful game. Yeah. Uh, oh, it's on CBS, so we'll get Tony Romo too. Oh, wow. Uh, yes, exactly. The scariest questionable in the game this week, Cooper Cup, 
Sean McVay is kicking himself. That was the quote that he left him in. And that, you know, scares the hell hell out of me. It's early in the week. We're not going to see anything more definitive towards the end. But is I mean, you gotta roll him out, right? If he's healthy. As long as he's not out of the game, you gotta roll him out. Um I I haven't seen the injury report, but watching the game, it looked like it was an ankle, mm-hmm. which is always scary. As Tissue as swelling, as I heard a little bit today. It's like yikes. Yeah, because I mean, even if it turns out to be a sprain, sprains have kept guys out uh for multiple weeks honestly, if they were smart, they would just sit them. I mean, what are you really playing for right now? And it's a game where it's still winnable because the Buccaneers haven't been all that great. And he's the best player on your team. You still got guys like Allen Robinson, Tyler Higby that can go out there, give you something. Van Jefferson, if we go all the way back to the Super Bowl and the games before, he was decent enough. Give Cooper Cup that time to rest because when that's literally the crown jewel of your franchise, you need to take care of it. And Mm -hmm. if you try to roll somebody out with an ankle injury that has to go out and make those kind of cuts, you're treading some (laughs) scary waters. Everyone's going to keep an eye on the injury reports throughout the week. Uh, K dotted. I did this guy. He should have had a touchdown last week. People are laughing at me for he's getting five targets a game. I have a decision to make if I'm going K dotted or uh, Taysom Hill. Uh, what what are your thoughts on that particular matchup? You know, that's uh, that's a tough question because we've talked about Taysom Hill a few times. Yeah. Uh, and he's a guy that in that tight end category, you kind of just got to roll him out because. There's those chances for nothing. There's those chances for a lot. Um, It's tough to gauge. I mean, if you want to go for something that would be more reliable, then you'd go with Otten. But if you want to go for the higher potential, you go with Taysom Hill. And you can't ever project when he's going to have those kind of games either. I know. There's nothing that tells you, okay, this should be a good game for Taysom Hill. Okay, so, this should not be a good game for Taysom Hill. Surprisingly, he's like been he's just he's been right at 10 points, which is like, okay, I'll take him and I'll keep plugging him in. It's a double flex league for us, no uh no kickers. Um, I gotta see if Brate's gonna play again to uh kind of make that decision, I think officially. Right now I've got Hill in there, and I think I just picked up, I don't know, I picked up a tight end or something. Yeah, the uh last thing there was I I late night uh, my friend must have been lost in the sauce but he sends me a blind trade offer and it's it's David and Joku who's sitting on my IR for Allen Robinson and like my team's terrible so I was like okay uh I need to take this right now was that the easiest right. trade of my life uh, yeah I would say so I mean uh Allen Robinson he's starting to come on you know he had a very slow, there. very slow start um but He's a guy that we were dying to be fantasy relevant in Chicago. We saw he goes to the uh, Rams. And we're like, okay, you can fill in that OBJ role. Starting to get there. So, yeah, yeah that, yeah. And we like David and Joku. Yeah. We like him. But if he's, if he's sitting in your IR spot, then he's obviously not doing anything for you and you need something. So, 
Exactly. Uh, and I'm starting yeah. A-Rob this week, and it's like, and Joku has been a pleasant surprise this year, but that's, you know, when is he going to come back? It's still kind of iffy on that injury. Yeah, so no-brainer for me, but watching Joku just absolutely pop off uh, with my luck. Um, all right, let's wrap up here with the uh, two primetime games. Ricky Larson, you're great to get him back this week. Uh, fiance, Ricky Larson, uh, congratulations in order as yep. well to you, sir. Um, Thank you. Titans Chiefs, uh, Kadarius Tony season. Uh, it certainly is Derrick Henry season. Any tough decisions here? Maybe uh, Hardman might be a deep streaming option. And the Chiefs are another team where you know there's going to be points to be had. You just don't know where they're going to be at, you know. Uh, what about Edward Hilaire here? I'm a little worried about him. I um, sold Edward Hilaire a few weeks ago. Um, good on you. You know, it was it was very, very happy surprise at the beginning of the season, very consistent, um, which allowed me to trade him high. Uh, he hasn't really done much, though, since then, and... The touches are scaring the hell out of me. I mean, he's been like, talk about touchdown dependent. Yeah. Um, He's, I'm not sold on him. And if there is any other option, which it's the running back room, there's probably not many other options, but there's another option. I would definitely like to pivot um, because it just hasn't been there. And it's been a very steady decline. Uh, since the first couple weeks of the season yep yep definitely uh last game of uh the week here as we are into week nine Ravens saints uh what do you do with mark andrews he's been just i think he's injured um and that's going to be a scary injury report that you're gonna have to wait till monday i don't even think you can mess around with starting him but if you can maybe sneak in with a confident like hold him off in a flex i would i mean it's just like i did not start him last week. That paid off because he was a bit clearly injured playing in that game. I did benched Devin Duvernay because I've been waiting for him to pop. It hasn't been there, but now Bateman's likely done for a while. Um, what's your read here on our final primetime game? You know, you. I think you have to trust in Duvernay. Uh, I really am always hesitant on Baltimore receivers because it's big play dependency. And one thing I hate in fantasy is a player who's big play dependent. And that's what most of the receivers for Baltimore are. But with literally nothing else there, you've kind of got to go with it and hope that it sticks. Uh, You know, Mark Andrews, 6.3 last week, like you said, playing through injury. Guy that I kind of like, I believe is his backup is uh, Isaiah likely. Yep. He, popped himself up into the tight end two last week. I think it doesn't matter what tight end is there. Lamar is going to look for him. So if you do have Mark Andrews and you're like, eh, do I claim, do I not go get Isaiah likely and possibly just plug him in because last week he did pretty all right. Any worry? Uh, I think actually for what it's worth that Dalton's a decent streaming option. Any worry with Chris Olave? Uh Got you a nice floor there of 10, but uh, certainly a little bit of a down performance. I guess they didn't have to throw, right, for the way that that game was going. Yeah, and it kind of irritated the hell out of me because there was no uh, Jarvis Landry. There was Mm -hmm. no uh, Michael Thomas. I see that on my news feed, and I'm like, hell yeah, it's going to be a huge game for Chris Olave. And then it wasn't. 
So that irritated the hell out of me. But I think you can still count on Chris Olave. Uh, until he's consistently not doing anything like George Pickens did last week for me, yep. um, I'm going to have to stick on him. And he's an Ohio State guy. Yep, Go Bucks, okay? So I, I got to stick with him. Uh, Ohio State sitting at number two as well. And oh, my God. They uh, Penn State with the cover. That nearly was a heartbreaker for me <laughs> when they took that pick six back. I was like, you got to be effing. And then they marched down the field and got it back. Uh, the fun oh, with that was I was uh, I went grocery shopping right before halftime. <laughs> get back. Ohio State's down by like four. Yeah. And I'm like, God, come on. You're pissing me off. And then six minutes worth of being home oh and God. it's 44 to 24 crazy i mean that yeah they could do that to you in the blink of an eye that defensive player who had a you know game for the history was crazy jt jt and some hawaiian last name yep, i can't think yep. of how you would say his last name but uh yeah absolute stud roll buckeyes all eyes on michigan now right um ricky larson great to get you as always and we'll talk to you next week appreciate it sir thank you